Hey everyone. How many times have your friends recommended a vitamin or a treatment or some natural health awesomeness that changed their life? Probably a lot. Blue Hive Health was designed to take that friendship to the next level. On this podcast, Giovanna and Stephanie will spend time debunking myths and introducing you to the latest in health and wellness treatments, all to support you and your family. Welcome to the Blue Hive Healthcast. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Hive Healthcast. This is Stephanie, one of your co-hosts here today, and I am back again with Dr. Lois Naherney. Um, Lois is the CEO and founder of DNA Power Inc., and we are so excited to have her here again. And if you haven't listened to the first episode, please go back and listen to it. Um, We are going to tackle slightly different topics today, and I want to make sure you get in as much Dr. Lois Naherney time as you can. Um, And we're going to dive into how DNA insights can really guide your diet, your fitness, your lifestyle choices. And I'm personally very excited about this uh, because today uh, we're going to actually look at my DNA blueprint as well. And for those of you who haven't heard me yammer on and on and on about my health issues, um, I suffered with severe migraines and stomach pain for well over 22 years and struggled and spent thousands of dollars traveling around the world and trying to get solutions to feel better. As a result of that, you know, I have a great lifestyle plan, but what's been amazing to me is seeing some of these DNA blueprint answers and realizing I could have got some of these answers a lot faster and a lot sooner. So um, without further ado, I will uh, say hello to Lois. Well, I'm so delighted to be here with the opportunity to review your report, Stephanie. Um, Each person is different. Everyone has a different roadmap. And so I'm excited to take a look at your results. I have to say I had a bit of a double take when I saw them because you've got a lot of areas that show up in your DNA that are going to make it a little bit trickier to, uh, you know, manage the day-to-day lifestyle. So, you know, again, it's powerful when you get results like this, both as a validation, but also for those who may not have been through the journey you've been in to just learn about what are the steps that I know that you know you have to take for your body. Oh my gosh. I already told Lois before this call that we're going to forward this to any new boyfriend that I have in the future so that they can understand very thoroughly that I'm a sensitive creature and this is built into my DNA. (laughs) No, I I love it. I'm really looking forward to diving in further. Um, I also wanted to share with our audience a little sneak peek into what we have coming. So Blue Hive Health has uh, decided to work with DNA Power Inc. And we are going to be launching a DNA... Uh, session. So you can book a session with one of our functional medicine practitioners who will walk you through your results and help you develop a plan on how to take these results and build in healthy lifestyle habits and diet going forward. So check out bluehivehealth.com for more information. Uh, And we're really excited to offer this to our listeners and to our clients. I think they're going to really appreciate the value it brings. Well, the thing that we love is when uh, our clients partner with someone like you, exactly what you're doing, Stephanie. I actually love the entire package of what you offer because we do need a life plan. And it's one thing to learn that these are the areas that I've got challenges or weaknesses in, but it takes a lot of effort to, to shift sometimes lifetime habits and patterns. And, you know, what does it mean, you know, to have an antioxidant diet? Like, oh, you know, for some people that's just, a, you know, it, it, it's not obvious, right? So when we can work with a fun- functional practitioner with your cells, it just helps say, okay, here's your DNA roadmap. 
and here is your lifestyle roadmap in order to really support your health. Wonderful. Okay. I can't wait anymore. I'm too excited. Can we dive into my report and see how, how I can adjust things uh, for the future? Absolutely. So here we go. So this is the start of your report here, Stephanie. Um, and we have a summary report that brings in all 70 areas that we test. We look at diet, fitness, uh, some health factors and brain. And so we're going to, first of all, take a look here. Um, when people are seeing the reports, just to know red is um, green is good and red is where you've got variations in your in your DNA and where you've got variations is where you are more likely to have issues. Just to also say that our DNA is the, is the hard code in your body. Your lifestyle is the soft code. It tells your DNA how to express itself. And so if, you are, if you've got some hard code problems, like don't code over that. Like you, can, you can manage around it. So basically if we use a, a, a road analogy, it's like your DNA roadmap, avoid the potholes. And so if you can avoid the potholes, your whole body is just going to be healthy. You're not banging into those as you go through your, through your life. Oh my so gosh, it would be so good to have just like a mapping of what all those potholes are. Like I, I meet with clients every day who tell us, Steph, can you just give me a clear roadmap of what's going on? And, and you know, we have to send them for these blood tests that ends up being quite complicated. So I, I love that you can have this very easy format to just digest that information. This is the foundational, it's the first piece of information anybody should have because this is your blueprint. All of the blood is where your body is now, your urine where it is now, your hormones. So I actually cannot tell you where you are today. I can only tell you what is likely to appear, be appearing over time. So here's the first part. We're in the diet report. Um, we're taking a look at the macronutrient factors. And interestingly, this part of your report is actually not too bad. Um, this is, you know, what foods you can you eat? And so for you, uh, Steph, carbs are okay. Like everything's kind of like 30, 25 to 30% red. So in general, you can manage carbs and insulin and your cholesterols are not bad. Unsaturated fats are great for you, all green, with limited unsaturated and, and stored body fat. That means actually a keto diet can work for you. Um, and so, and, and then you've got a bit of red on protein and protein weight response, which means you need a bit more um, smaller proportions of protein throughout the day, maybe plant-based. Um, but if you eat too much kind of a big lumpy amount, you might have, it can sometimes contribute to weight. So that's kind of the, the picture here. Does, you know, tell me a little bit about how you manage, you know, your, your general diet. Cause then we're going to get into some of the areas that are a little redder. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm having a whole moment over here as I'm digesting these results, because for 20 years, I have met with practitioner after practitioner. I've done at least 30 elimination diets to identify food sensitivities. I've done all sorts of tests. I did one test Lois that marked 320 different types of foods that hit the red zone where I should stay away from them. And so seeing this is so clear for me. The one thing that I notice it's a little different for me is like, I don't, I can't process legumes very well. So although I'd love to do plant-based proteins, I know that I, that doesn't work well for me, but I crave meat. Like I have actually naturally gravitated towards a keto diet almost without even being told it's the right fit. And so this is so validating for me. I also am starting to do a little mini calculator in my head about how many thousands, again, that I would have saved on having this roadmap right in front of me um, and having someone help me decipher what the right next step is. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, and you know what we're going to see later in your report about why you probably crave meat because you have actually a vitamin B weakness and meat is where we get that from. So we'll see that in just a little bit. We'll keep going through here. Um, and, uh, and, and then as we get to that, we'll, we might reference back, but I do want to point out one that's really just so tough and that's the body mass index this is groups of studies over long periods of time of people who have challenges with their weights and when this is really read you inherited genes that just love to keep love to store any food you get in your body being ready for you know some uh, starvation phase you know of, of that might have happened in the past so it just means that it's really hard it's harder to manage weight for you. And, and, you know, it, it just means love who you are. <laughs> Great. So when I have a muffin and I immediately get a third ass cheek, that's in my DNA and I shouldn't feel bad about it is what you're telling me. I'm telling you, you know what, you didn't, <laughs> get, you didn't get the genes to get away with a lot of cheats. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, you know what, this is really helpful. So, and, but so then when we go to the next page, here is actually where two of your culprits are. So if we see um, you can metabolize alcohol. Uh, do you like caffeine? Do you drink coffee? I love coffee. Yeah. Okay. You totally metabolize it and caffeine preference is red. It means you really love coffee. You drink abnormal amounts of coffee. Yes. My mother was definitely the contributing factor to these genetics. I think she has like six cups a day or something insane like that. <laughs> you are fortunate that you have the genetics to break it down. So you're lucky. Unlike some like me, two cups and I'm toast. So well done. Um, but here are two. There, this gluten gene, it's interesting because there, we, we test three different areas of gluten genes that can link to uh, gluten sensitivity or celiac. You don't have the celiac ones that are as risky. You have kind of the third category of gluten sensitivity. So it means, you know what, as you know, maybe you could have gotten away with it when you were younger or with very good, healthy, clean gluten, but it's probably going to be a problem for you. And you didn't get the lactose gene. So sorry, sweetheart, like it's just dairy's not going to be your friend. No cheese for me. Does this also mean that I can consume alcohol without too many problems? <laughs> that so the answer is you you have the genes to metabolize and break down the alcohol. It doesn't, I, I can't tell you the state of your liver. <laughs> so if there could be Fair other point. things that could be contributing factors. So it depends on your gut health and your liver health then. Uh, but you do have the ALDH2 gene, which breaks alcohol down. Uh, unlike my kids who are from Asia, they don't have that gene. So their faces turn immediately red. Got it. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Great. Salt, you should be just, now tell me a little bit about the gluten and lactose. Those, you, you've taken those out of your diet, haven't you? You know what they were, gluten was the first thing I took out of my diet 20 years ago before the big gluten freak phase of the world. And it immediately changed my makeup. I actually lost 30 pounds in the first two months of removing gluten um, once I realized that it was a sensitivity and my migraines decreased by over 50%, which was incredible. Um, and then when I removed dairy, uh, that was also pretty impactful as well. Um, I've dabbled in some hard cheeses and like the occasional, you know, goat cheese now and again, but I almost always within an hour know that it's, that's what's bothering my stomach. And it does take, I do have to take extra digestive enzymes just to enjoy that maybe like square of cheese that I had. Right. I know. Isn't it? And great that you've really had to learn to understand and read your body so that when you take food, you, you know that it's having an impact. Our body actually really buffers us once we've had diets wrong for us. And then once you clear it all out, the stuff you shouldn't be having, suddenly you, you actually overreact to it. 
because finally your body can be, it, it hasn't muted its, its defense, like its whole defenses. So sometimes what, when I, people, when I show them their results, they'll go, but I took lactose out. I used to be able to eat it. Well, it still wasn't serving you in terms of weight gain and inflammation and other factors. So it is your, your, re, your body's giving you the right signals now. Mm, good, good, good to know. Now, salt is 50-50. I'm a big believer. Everybody needs healthy, mineralized salts. And so just, I would never use white table salt. Avoid that from your food. But if you can get well mineralized, good good sea mineralized salts, that's, that's important. And just be moderate in how much you use. Um, sugar craving, it's fairly normal. These are just food preferences. It says that caffeine is the one. The rest is fairly normal. If you smoked, you'd probably smoke a lot. Hopefully you don't smoke. No, I can't stand smoking. It, it, it grosses me out deeply, but um, so that's really good to know. Um, and it's interesting that you say I don't have that deep, those deep sugar cravings, because you're right, I don't actually crave sugar on a daily basis. That, so that's nice and nice to see. Yeah, you don't have strong food cravings um, and you have normal taste buds for it. So it you, means you read your salt fairly well. You read your sugar well. When they're very red, sometimes people can't, they're not tasting them properly. So they've got a oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that can lead to misproportioning their food then as a result. Okay. We're going to take a look next at vitamins. Okay. This one was like, oh my God, there's so much red on this page, Stephanie. <laughs> what this means is you really need vitamin support to stay healthy. And the big one is vitamin Bs. And this links into the meat craving. Your body really needs vitamin Bs to support proper functioning. And so if you're not getting that, um, and, and the, you know, through meat is a great way to get that for digesting also through green, you know, spinaches and other things. So really it's an area you, it's very important for you to be supplementing in. It also, this other red one, choline, is linked into um, the process called methylation, uh, which is involved in bees, and it's just how your body breaks down and uses is how your DNA signals and works with it. If your bees are off, it tends to set off your hormones and set lots of different things off and have an impact. And so bees are just vitally important for you. Um, and it shows up again, choline may also be important. These are the sort of things then you want to take to a functional practitioner like you have and say, here's my genetic roadmap for vitamins. What are the supplements I need that are most important for me? Mm -hmm. And that's so important. I'm really happy that you're pointing this out because we don't realize that our vitamin deficiencies impact our hormones and that they impact our entire gut health. And this is a place that I didn't spend as much time. You know, we focus so much on the diet and the potential allergens or triggers. And it took a long time to get to, okay, what's the right vitamin makeup that we now need? And this is really clear. I mean, slightly depressing, but also really clear of what I need to work on. All right. Exactly. You know, are we get ill because of toxicity, too much of something, uh, you know, like the foods we've just talked about that don't work for you or deficiency. And most people in North America are deficient in their vitamins. Our food just is not as strong as it was 50 years ago, even beautiful whole foods. So as much as possible, you know, we eat a big, whole, huge, wonderful, healthy diet, but we really often need supplementation because we're getting gaps in the vitamin functions in our body that help us work. Um, and bees are a big one. When, when people get their bees in balance, um, for women in particular, they'll find that sometimes it balances their hormones and just helps them lose that weight that they've been putting on. 
And I have a question for you about the vitamin side of this. So there's what we're predisposed to with our genetics. And then there's what our current state is that perhaps we could get with a blood test. Can you, that that's correct, right? Like this isn't where I'm currently at. This is what my genetics are telling me is likely going to happen. Maybe you can explain that a little bit for everyone. So they understand the difference between how this test works from a genetic perspective versus maybe a blood test that would give them different information. Fantastic. Such a great point to clarify, Stephanie. And so your DNA, as we said, is kind of that hard code you're born with. It's your DNA helix. It's the same in every cell. It's pretty close to the same from when you're born to when you die. And so this is why this is such a great thing to do for kids. Or if you're starting to have health issues, what's the source of it? So this is the hard code. But the things that are really important is that it's your lifestyle that impacts how your genes express themselves. And lifestyle is diet, huge piece of it, your uh, exercise, your sleep, your stress, the toxins, also just your mental attitude make a difference in how your genes express themselves. There's really this holistic health about, you know, the more conscious you are about your, who you are and what you eat and how you live your life. In fact, the better your genes will express themselves. But when you've got a roadmap like this, you can be 100% healthy, you can live a long life, but if you have this roadmap, you know where you have to be careful in your diet, your vitamins, your exercise stuff, just so that you aren't suffering as you have with migraines or weight or, or, or other challenges. So that's the benefit of getting this information. Your urine, if you do a, a urine test or a blood test, that's where you are in a point of time. And it can't test everything. You can't learn all of this on a blood or a urine test. They, they just aren't, it just doesn't, you can, but we don't have usually very good sophisticated tests to tell. It can change if you've eaten a banana or had a glass of orange juice. Like, so it shifts day to day, but it's a good marker over time to see if you're progressing. Oh, that's so helpful. I think that's incredible. This should be your roadmap, your focus areas and your blood test will be your checkpoints. And I think that's so helpful. Thank you. Perfectly, that's exactly right. They're your, they're your checkpoints. And you know, this is where it's just so great to be used, be able to work with a functional practitioner or a naturopath just to share these results, just to keep you on track. Now, what we do with this, Stephanie, just to help everybody out is there's, there's your action plan. So the things that are 50% red or more show up as an action plan protein. This is what you should be eating. You know, you said you didn't, the legumes didn't work well, but you can still find some things on this list that might work. We say circle them, add this stuff to your uh, shopping list. Um, how do you get more nuts and seeds and easy to digest protein in your diet on a day-to-day -day basis? And you won't have that as big of the cravings that you do for, for meat potentially. Also, as your bees get into um, better balance, I think you'll find that even out a bit. Interesting. So helpful. I'm already like planning my next smoothie and thinking about the nuts and seeds I'm going to add to it. That's fantastic. Thank you. Huge advocate of chia seeds and um, flax seeds and all of that, just dumping mm -hmm. them into your smoothies. It's just the best way to get a, you know, a whole packed uh, start to your morning. Absolutely. Yeah, just great. And then you can see here where there's recommendations around gluten, lactose, salt. So it just tells you, even if you don't know or can't or confused, like thinking, oh, I can't read the green and red, although it's green and red, here's the steps you should take. But then you'll see the big long list of, um, of vitamins. Interesting, you'll see here your body needs and wants um, healthy omega-3 fats. And so bringing the healthy fishes and avocados and, and walnuts and flax and hemp and chia seeds will help you get the fatty acids that your body needs and likes and digests well. You're totally green on that, 
on, on, sat, on the unsaturated fats, also good for brain health, which is uh, just so important. That's really helpful. And so we've talked a lot about diet and we know there's so much more to this. What are some of the other things that this type of DNA testing can help guide us with? Because we talked a little bit about fitness and, and we talked a little bit about lifestyle. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about, oh, look, we're now in detoxification. I should have just waited and we, and we can learn more there. <laughs> You, you perfect lead in. Thank you, Stephanie. There's background processes to our health that are so important. So detoxification, hormone health, inflammation, and methylation. And if you follow any sort of health uh, podcasts, all of these terms will have come up about, do you need to detoxify? Do you, you know, is your body getting what it needs to through this methylation process? Do you have hormone imbalance problems? Well, the answer for you is likely. You have quite a number of red areas. You have an areas of detoxification, particularly on getting the stuff out of your body that can be, you know, in eliminating the estrogen and, and the metabolites out of your body. In um, if you're, you know, if you've got different things or chemicals, how do you get it out there so that your body isn't reacting to it? And if okay. this isn't, if this, if it can't get out, your body will become increasingly sensitive to it. So what's so interesting is I have been historically that person that would take a drug prescribed by my doctor and be the 1% on the label. You know, when they say 1% of people will get all of these things that are awful and scary sounding, that's usually me. I have ended up in the emergency room. At one point I was getting going there so often that one of the ER nurses knew my name and it was so embarrassing, but it just, I couldn't help it. And, it, you know, so many reactions. And in fact, I had a minor surgery in June um, and I have had to take antibiotics to prevent post-surgical infection. And I have gained 10 to 15 pounds since that surgery. And I'm working out every day. I'm eating super clean. And it just, it logically doesn't make sense. And I'm having insane swelling and pains in my face. And the first thing that I thought of was, oh, it's, for sure, the antibiotics are not coming out of my system well. I have to tell you that um, it, it is a problem. So when you take antibiotics, it does um, impact your gut and all of this wonderful, great bacteria that assists in breaking things, breaking down your food, breaking down the medications and making them available they're not there to do that. And so your body starts to react because your gut gets overexposed. So it makes it, it's a real problem. I definitely see, and I know that I, from past antibiotic, have had an issue where it, it definitely, I was gaining weight right after that. And I couldn't understand it because I know all of this. And so you have to work honestly for a year to rebuild your gut health if you've had to do a round of antibiotics, especially if you don't detoxify well and it sits in your body. When I see this type of profile, this is someone who has to be very careful going on the pill because it's going to build up and suddenly you, you actually start to become at higher risk for, and I don't want to scare anybody, but breast cancers and other things. Because if you've now got a hormone buildup in your body, it's going to turn into inflammation or weight gain. But at some point, you know, where does it go, right? And to help our audience, I do want to share a little bit there as well. And, you know, the, the pill, for example, is something I haven't done in 20 years. And I, I went on it at a very young age and did it for four years and developed severe headaches, massive stomach pains. It's when a lot of my major issues began. And so the first thing we did was go off of it, but it's taken many years to recover from the stress that my body was under. This makes so much sense. 
this helps to debunk a lot of the like myths and concerns and things that we we hypothesize but nobody could prove out and that's why it works for some people they don't have this gene problem they can detoxify they can get out of their body it can work for some but if you don't know you could be really setting yourself up for some serious issues and then you get into this cycle of oh there's an infection or or a problem and now you're on antibiotics and now you get into a virtual circle that really creates just ongoing issues as you try to rebuild your body and moving to the next page you have inflammatory genes and so if something comes up your body overreacts to it and so now you've got inflammation and a bit of a challenge and in fact to the place that there is you do have some of the genes not the worst one where it, if it can't fight the the tumor fighting things because we're building cancer genes are working all the time there's always cancer in our body but you need to keep it under control if you are creating too much toxicity and things in your body over time that could pop up potentially as i would think based on your hormone genes potentially as a, a breast or a cervical or some sort of cancer and I, not to scare that's not what we're about we're here to say you know if you can if you know this you don't get away with as much you need to be a little bit healthier be a little bit more careful because i absolutely believe you can live to 100 no matter what genes you received if you are focused on the places that are most important to you amen sister i couldn't agree more and i've been recommended an anti-inflammation diet my entire life so it doesn't surprise me. Keto is a form of an anti-inflammation diet. It works well for me. There's a reason that these pieces are all fitting together so nicely. Absolutely. Keto is ideal for some people, but I also see the people it is absolutely the worst thing for. So <laughs> absolutely. always just, just, it depends. That's why keto works for some and not for others. Keto is a good solution for you. Finally, we see in the methylation genes that it's really, here you can see B12. Um, a little bit of B9. This all showed up in your vitamins as well. B9. They're not working all that well for you. So you need more than perhaps even the recommended daily allowance. But then if you're doing that, then I really like that you're working with a functional practitioner because you want to see how it's working in your body. You need to be sure it converts and actually can be put to use. But you need, you know, your two to six to B9, which is folate to B12, which then creates the iron working, which then creates the oxygen. So you need all of that cycle working. That's incredible. I'm so amazed right now at this incredible roadmap that you've shared with me and how it's connected so deeply with my entire life and all the challenges I've had there hasn't really been any major surprises. And even the ones I was confused about, you've helped explain. And, you know, as a layperson who's not a practitioner, what I, I do appreciate the simplicity of the way it's presented. However, I also see the value in partnering with somebody to really prioritize, where do you start? Because if somebody is like me and they get this report, they're just going to cry themselves to sleep because they're going to think that they're predisposed to every kind of shit disease that you can possibly imagine on this earth but what this by working with somebody you can help prioritize where should we start and how does this impact and affect other things and so you know i'm connecting this to my current plan which is let's focus on your immune system first because that will help build your gut health and that will support your hormones and there'll be a trickle down effect and so you know having somebody work with you and customize a plan is really an important next step once you've gotten these results Okay, so now we're going to take a look at your fitness results. In general, I look at this and go, you are somebody who would prefer endurance activity over power or sprint activity. Um, so in general, doing more of yoga, walks, or hiking, 
that seems to be better. Your energy, your blood pressure is, you want to be careful about not overworking and your energy availability. You actually need some food before you work out or you're going to feel really tired. Oh my gosh, right on the money. Like I have back injury after back injury. So interestingly, when you have iron deficiency, which I have, which is coming out here, you have hypermobility. So you're constantly like your ligaments are slipping out of place. Your joints are slipping out of place. And so you're having, I'm visit the chiropractor a little too much. So this is really great roadmap for exercise that could probably avoid injury as well. Absolutely. You also don't have great muscle strength. So you are the sort of person who shouldn't go to a personal trainer and they say push to fatigue. Like it's just like wrong for you. Plus you need longer to repair. You need more kind of moderated, gentle exercises, more endurance based over time and a balanced way for your body to feel good and right when you exercise. Thank you. I'm forwarding this to my trainer. <laughs> Great. On the final ones, just to be sure that there's no red flags, you have a sort of a 50-50 here on the stroke risk. So it's just being sure if there's one particular gene that is does link to people who have ischemic stroke, I'm not particularly worried here. This does show because it's green that exercise really does balance your blood sugar and your insulin. So those are really great things to do. And then in the terms of the recommendations, it's just saying, you know, do conditioning exercise, lighter weights, longer sets. So there you go. There you've got that for your trainer right there. A little bit about the regular and pre-workout meals and just moderate intensity is really the right form for you. Thank you so much, Lois. I feel like I could talk to you all day. I've already mentioned this to you. I've learned so much. And even though I spent years figuring this out, I got a lot of new nuggets out of today that are really going to help shape my next, my next plan. Um, thank you for, again, for coming and for all of our listeners, um, visit bluehivehealth.com and you'll get a chance to see the DNA powered protocol that we're going to, or service that we're going to be putting together. Um, and we're really looking forward to having you guys try it out and hearing and seeing your results and really getting your roadmap for success. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. Thanks for listening to the Blue Hive HealthCast. Did you get an insight from this episode or learn something new? Consider sharing it with a friend. If you love the show, we'd appreciate it if you subscribed via iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite shows and give us a rate and review. Visit us at bluehivehealth.com for more information on our programs and services.